Welcome into Between the Pylons. I'm John Camacho. And this is Jacob Waters. And we are doing our division breakdown for the 2021 season. Uh, I'm so excited because we did this last year. And and I would say, you know, compared to what we're, what we're bringing to the table this year, like a two out of ten compared to what we're doing now. Yeah. Like we are we're bringing better people it. now. We are, we, yeah, we are better people. Talking about the AFC West, and I mean, we got we got <clears> stats, <throat> we got numbers, we got we got opinions, we got breakdowns, we got it all, man. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive right into it. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into it? No. Another, um, just going, you know, it's gonna be an eight week series that we're doing right here. Yeah. Uh, the best part about all of it is that it's you know it's clippable, so we can hopefully get a lot of attention from each fans of different teams and stuff, and yeah. just really give you all the content that you need. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, let's get right into it. Um, we're going to start with the Chargers. I just picked it out at random. Yep. Uh, yeah, listen, I love the Chargers this year. Just before we get into it, uh, let's let's. I want to put this graphic up and, and just kind of talk about, like, what do we think of the Los Angeles Chargers this year? What, what, what do we think moving forward? Just looking at, the, at this graphic that they're seeing on the screen right now, what stands out to you right off the bat? Uh, you and I both feel the same that we think that they are going to exceed what they did last year. Mm-hmm. I know both of uh, you and I have talked a lot about how the Chargers had a problem with closing out games. Oh, yeah. But how they definitely are able to get out to a hot start. They're able to compete with some of the best ones out there. The Chiefs being in their division, they took them to the wire twice. Mm-hmm. I believe one of them, uh, Justin Herbert, won. Was that right? I was, don't no, I'm it was, not it was close. Sure it was his one. first game, and he, he went toe to toe with Mahomes, though. Yeah. Um, all, all in all, Herbert looking to make that next step and avoid the sophomore slump. I think both you and I feel very strongly that they they get that done. They avoid some key players getting not getting hurt this year like they did last year on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. And I see no reason as to why not this team can go into the playoffs and might be able to make some noise. Yes, you still got to get through the Chiefs. Yes, we know that's going to be hell on earth. But there's there's a path here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I couldn't agree more with everything you said. I, I look at last year, and, and, you know, the team stats are, are all well and good. I put those on there because I do think they're interesting. But for the for the Chargers, I don't think anything really stands out. You know, 18th in, in points per game. You know, fairly average across the yeah. board. And, and, you know, that's kind of what you get from a 7-9 football team. Fairly average. Um, the, the key stats here on the bottom left that really just jump out to me, yards per rush at 3.8 yards per rush. That was 30th in the NFL, and yet they were ninth in the NFL running the ball. I mean, yards, you know, rushes per game, so attempts. So they were trying to run the ball a whole lot, but they weren't being very successful. All the while, you have a budding superstar in Justin Herbert who is, like, every time he gets the opportunity to prove himself, he does it and does it in stride. I I thought it was uh, very interesting. And and then, you know, I I think when you're a Chargers fan, like, we have a good friend that's a Chargers fan, so he probably knows the stat better than anybody. But field goal conversion, 30th in the NFL. I just I had to throw that in there because it feels like the Chargers are always losing close games because of the field goal. It's sad, too, man. They're swapping out kickers constantly. They used to have Young Hoku who is now one of the most efficient kickers in the NFL over Atlanta now. Yeah, it's and weird. I I remember I think it was game one a couple of years ago. I mean, I you know three or four years ago now. I remember him starting his first game and missing a game winning yep. kick. He, that, he missed a few that. Yeah, that year he I think he was he was cut by like week four. But I remember he lost one to the Dolphins in like week three or four, and he lost one game one of the of the season. And, and yeah, and now he's now he's awesome. It's just so strange how like the whole kicking thing goes. I just thought that was interesting. Just looking at this as a whole, I, I do think 
think the Chargers are primed for a uh, for a big step forward. And, and you know, a couple of those reasons are, are what they're doing in the offseason. And, you know, just when you look at some of the biggest changes that we're going to see from this offseason, obviously they bring in Brandon Staley. You mentioned the, uh, the you know, losing games in the fourth quarter, not being able to close it out. A, a lot of that did have to do with the old regime and the way they decided to handle leads. And at the end of the day, I think, I think if they win the games that they were winning at one point and didn't give up in the fourth quarter, you know, it's Brandon Staley isn't the head coach. I'll put it that way. But Brandon Staley comes in. He had an awesome, awesome defense with the uh, with the Rams, so he didn't have to even move. <laughs> he gets to stay yeah, in the exactly. same city and be and get a huge upgrade to head coach. I, we both have questions about that. I, course, I know we talked about that before. I, I'm certainly kind of skittish of a guy who, you know, I think, or, uh, you know, at the beginning of the offseason when, when this uh, hire was announced, we broke down his history, and, you know, we we have he he has been in the NFL longer you know less time than we've been out of high school yes. you know what I mean and that's just crazy to think we're that's not scary. that old yet you know what I mean so so it's it was pretty crazy his meteoric rise and when you say meteoric it was meteoric oh, meteoric uh, so quick to be a defensive coordinator and then one year a defensive coordinator he's already a head coach and for good reason his his defense was one of the best in the league last year but he had I would argue two of the top five defensive players yes, in the yeah. NFL helping him out a little bit. So so it'll be interesting to see. I have huge questions about that. That's one of my biggest questions for the team overall. But looking at what they did beyond hiring uh, Brandon Staley, they put a lot of resources into that offensive line, signed uh, Rashawn Slater with the 13th pick in the draft, traded for Corey Lindsley, uh, brought in a Matt Flyer from uh, from the Steelers. So, so brought in some pieces there to replace. Um, you, you have them replacing Hunter Henry with a Jared Cook. I think, you know, it's probably an L, but I don't think that's a huge L at the end no, of the day. It, it could be worse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, you'll see how that works out. My biggest question, how is that secondary going to look? You have Derwin James hopefully coming back and hopefully being healthy for the full season because when he's on the field, he's awesome. He just hasn't been on the field a whole lot. Asante Samuel coming from the Florida State Seminoles, second round pick. We'll see how that works out. Um, yeah, I, I'm very, I'm very interested to see you know the things that happen, and then obviously you know they struggled at the running back position. Austin Eckler was hurt a lot, so you know that that was a you know, he was hurt for the majority of the season. That was a big part of it. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with Austin Eckler and and what happens with that running game as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how this offense is going to piece it together because I, I'm glad that you were able to show the, the graph behind the Chargers' average rushing yards per attempt at like mm-hmm. three-point and change at 30th, mm-hmm. but showing their, their how committed they are to running the football. Yeah. It was an Anthony Lynn thing that I think where he just struggled with putting games away, with trusting Herbert early on and knowing that, yes, he, he has the arm to do this, so why are you not letting him kind of finish things out because you're struggling. You were literally going three and out, mm. just milking four minutes away and then punting. And then that's how you allow teams to come back. So, you know, I, I would hope that Brandon Staley stepping in and taking the reins. Um, I just don't know how the offense is going to shape up. I don't. It, it can be different for Herbert seeing going into a second year. You, you know, I'm glad that we got to see the success behind Herbert because there's yeah. a lot of quarterbacks out there who don't get that good first year mm-hmm. who then have to deal with a – Oh God, we have a new second yeah, second year head coach. Offense, yeah. Then next thing you know, just just play with me here. But Brandon Staley doesn't work out a two year window. Then Herbert's going on a fourth or whatever quarterback it would be fourth year, thir- three head coaches, three different offenses. You know, yeah, we so see that we hear that story exactly, all the time. You don't yeah. get any familiarity. You don't get any continuity. 
and I just I hope that Herbert's able to take this and, and go forward because I know how bright of a star that he really can be. Yeah, no, I I, I absolutely. I'm not worried about that. the defense at all. I You're not. That, okay. No, I, I think that there's a lot of ways that Brandon Staley was able to use some of the Rams pieces. No, it's not close what the Chargers have. But then again, I mean, who's close to an Aaron, Aaron Donald and a Jalen Ramsey? Yeah, no, no you can't take it for that. But they do have Joey Bosa. I believe they still were able to bring back Melvin Ingram. They have a Kenneth Murray at Melvin Ingram still a free agent right now. Hopefully he comes yeah. back. Then I, I wasn't sure where he was going to go or if he was going to go. Yeah, he has a sign. Um, Derwin's got to stay healthy. And, yes, Asante Samuel is, is a good piece. I, I really liked him in the draft a lot. I, I think that when you look at their offseason, they checked all the boxes. Yeah. They only got better, so it's only fair that our record indicates going yeah. into next I, year. I absolutely agree with that. Listen, I, I'm expecting a big jump forward. I, I am expecting big things from the Chargers in general. I, I really am. I, I do wonder if it will be, you know, <laughs> second year with Brandon Staley when we really see that, and this year could could uh, come with some growing pains. Yeah. Uh, I definitely do look at that defense, and, I, and I'm, uh, you know, just looking at all their additions and losses – and, and guys, this is a graphic from a while ago, right after like the start of free agency. So if there's a couple guys missing here, I apologize. Uh, but just looking at it, you know, they, they lost a Nick Vigil, they they lost a, a Denzel Perryman, got you know productive pieces from that linebacker core, and they really didn't address linebacker at all in the draft. Uh, so so that's something that that bothers me. They did, but it didn't happen until the sixth round. Yeah, you know exactly, what I mean? Yeah. So so uh, yeah, I I certainly have some questions here and there. The secondary, hey, you're I think they're gonna rely on Asante. They need him to to be successful. You need Derwin James to come back. So yeah, I'll be honest. I am worried about the defense. I'm probably a little bit more than you are because of course Joey Bosa. He's he's the centerpiece of that defense altogether. Yeah. But you know, not a lot of other big names on that defensive line. I think Melvin Ingram. Listen, the only reason he hasn't been signed yet is, is one simple thing. I think he wants way more than he's worth right now. And he, and he he does. Yeah, and I think there's he's, only he's at that point where he's trying to catch his last payday. Yeah. But other teams are going. Ah, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, like the Dolphins passed on him. I, I know that for a fact. I know he's been to other cities that I can't think of off the top of my head, but plenty of teams have had the, had him in the building and let him leave the city. Yeah. So there, there's a reason for that. I don't know that for, you know, I don't know if it's money for a fact, maybe there's a lingering injury. It could be a lot of things, but at the end of the day, realistically it's money, right? Okay. Like, uh, and then uh, moving on, I do want to just quickly throw up their draft uh, just cause I, I do think it's interesting the way they attack their draft, obviously had Rashawn Slater fall into their lap at 13th. I think that was a great pick. Can't go wrong with the round one. It worked two. out great, right? Yeah. Sante Sam, in the second round and the fact they were actually able to trade down and still get Asante Samuel I believe I believe that's how that one worked uh, so that was a good one uh, get, grabbing a Josh Palmer out of Tennessee guy that you know we're obviously pretty aware of living in the area um, surprising in the third round but it was kind of a weird year I'm surprised to see the name I'm not surprised to see wide receiver be addressed though no not yeah. at all not at all especially like you you look at the roster right and you, you just look at what they're doing uh, you know especially just their skill position roster specifically yeah okay you have Keenan Allen we know him right he's a suit He's yes. a superstar. Mike Williams, and there's buzz from from the Chargers, you know, that that he's gonna have an even bigger role in that in the passing game. But this could be his last year. This you could really you think know. so though? Because um, you know, our, our buddy Juan, the Chargers fan, he he likes Mike Williams, says he's a he's a dog, he can he's a go up and get I like it kind Mike of guy. Williams too, yeah. I, I want to see him be more than the jump ball guy though. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I don't know Can what to he? expect. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I really don't. I, I don't know what to expect. I look at Mike Williams as a guy who is very, very good. 
everyone would love him a lot more if he was drafted in the second round and not the top 10, I think. <laughs> I mean, so, and, you know, eight. exactly. Yeah, so he was he was drafted before Patrick Mahomes in that draft. I, you know, so it was it was early. Um, so, yeah, I, I I don't know what to expect. Like, if, if Mike Williams is expecting a huge payday, it might not be with the Chargers. Uh, this could be his last season unless he, he's re-signed or, or whatever happens there. I looked at Josh Palmer, similar skill set, outside receiver, good route runner, things like that. Obviously less, you know, not, not nearly the name uh, that Mike Williams was, but I do think like that. I, I do think Josh Palmer is a little bit of a backup plan for if Mike Williams doesn't pan out and they don't uh, decide to keep him long term. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see Jalen Guyton, a speedster type of guy. Like he's your he's, every team has one. He's yeah, just your he's your speed does. guy. You don't know maybe he develops into you know uh, a a real weapon uh, at every level. But right now he's a guy who's going to have three or four like seventy yard bombs, and that might be the extent of what he is. You know what I mean? Um, KJ Hill, late round pick. He was a guy I love. Uh, last year, I don't know if you remember him. He was drafted a lot later than I thought he would be. Uh, but yeah, so I just look at this roster. I'm like, okay, question marks at tight end. Question marks that were receiver outside of Keenan Allen. Only reason Mike Williams is a question mark because he's had those injuries. And we don't know if he's there long term. And then, yeah, I have big question marks at the running back position behind Austin Eckler. I think Larry Larry Roundtree is going to be a, a big piece of that, actually. I think Roundtree could easily contribute. Uh, I like Justin Jackson though. I'm mm-hmm. not so I'm not completely out on Justin Jackson. Yeah. I am completely out on Joshua Kelly. Though. Yeah, I'm, okay, I'm glad we're there. I, I'm out on Justin Jackson because I feel like he had the opportunity he missed it this past year. Yeah, that, I, I, that's saw, the, I saw some some yeah. runs like that was the problem is that on the stat sheet it didn't look like that because he would either have this just physical athletic yeah. eight to nine yard run and that was pretty much the extent. Yeah, because mm-hmm. then there was a lot of others where he'd just get stuffed at the line. Yeah. But there were times when he did get on the outside edge and was able to get some contact going. Mm-hmm. He, he fed off of it. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. So we'll see what happens there. I just look at the the you know the offense as a whole. Like it a lot, but I, I do wonder, okay, do I just love do, do I just love a, a Herbert enough to think like, okay, it's gonna work this year for sure. I think I feel pretty confident saying that, but then like, what's the future going to hold? I think there's a lot of questions to be answered. Uh, The, the pick of Josh Palmer, it'll be interesting to see if that one, uh, you know, works out because if it does, uh, they might have a little bit of a, a little bit of breathing room a little bit with Mike Williams because Mike Williams, he deserves to be paid. He, you know, obviously not top end wide receiver money, but he certainly deserves to get a good contract and, and hopefully he can stay with the chargers long term. Yeah, I agree with that. Let's let's circle back to uh, to the first graphic we had up there and uh, just talk about our our projections, right? And and it's kind of cool. Uh, I we we have this uh, the system where we're actually keeping track of every single team's win and losses and looking at it through every single team. So so we're not just picking a, a record. We're actually going through every single game. And when we say one team wins, that means the other team loses, yeah. right? So we're actually breaking it down that way. It's so difficult. It is. But, it's a little bit of work, but it's fun. If you're gonna do it justice that's how you exactly do it. Yeah. so that's how we we feel good about these projections and hey you know maybe when we get to you know the the our seventh week of this series we might decide oh you know what maybe the chargers lose an extra game or one extra game yeah but overall this is like where we think and we we're very similar i have them at 11 six you have them at 10 and seven they're over under win total is nine five or nine nine point five excuse me do you feel confident, super confident? Obviously, you're only half a half a game ahead over that. I'm a little bit more. How confident are you that they hit double-digit wins? Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't bet on it. No. I wouldn't. Uh, looking at their schedule and looking at some of the way that these the weeks shape up and the teams that are able to take down, I, I did mine with uh, with KC sweeping them, by the way. I know yeah. you did that with a split, so yeah, I, I, just, a split. I, I went into it knowing that. Um, I really like this offensive line unit. I really think Rashawn Slater is going to be able to step in and be an instant uh, addition plug and play starter there mm-hmm. and hopefully get things going. So I 
I hope I'm not coming across as biased, though, with giving this offense too much of the benefit of the doubt with Herbert because mm-hmm. there is very much so a narrative that can be spun. I, I won't buy into it, of course, and I didn't, but that the second-year slump does happen, that the new head coach doesn't click right away, that, like you said, this defense doesn't have the uh, the same star power that some of these other teams do, yeah. and especially when you're Brandon Staley leaving the Rams who were loaded at that position. Yeah. It could get ugly, but I see the absolute ugliest being a six seven win. Yeah, yeah. They're that, they're not gonna there's there's no yeah, way. I would have said eight. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, exactly. I because just there's no can't way with see Herbert them. and exactly. I, I've seen enough to know that he can keep he can keep you competitive. Yeah, and I feel I feel really good about that as well. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's move on to the uh, to the Chiefs here. I'm gonna pull it up. We're gonna put this uh, main graphic on the screen. Let's do it the exact same way. What are, what are your original thoughts? Just looking at these stats. Uh, obviously, we know Chiefs. You know, gone to the Super Bowl the past yeah. two years. Uh, I don't think we have to spend a whole lot of time on that. So, but just looking at the stats, looking at what this team was last year. Any any you know anything to uh, add I here? Mean, Mahomes, Mahomes. Anyone who has to play him, you got to bring your lunch. You know, I think they have a bend but don't break defense with a lot of big names that are the thing that I like about their defense is yes, statistically they'll get ran on sometimes. They don't, but they have the star players who show up when the lights are brightest. Yeah, all of them do. Frank Clark will always have that game. Honey Badger, honestly, solidified himself as a top five safety again because in a lot of people's yeah. eyes he kind of dropped out of that. I yeah. think I was, um, yeah. he's there. He's there to stay. I, I really like I, I can't think of the name off the top of my head, man. You're gonna have to help me out. That cornerback, he was a rookie who stepped up tremendously. Yeah, late round tremendously rookie. Tremendously stepped um, up and he helped out the Chiefs in so many different ways. So they're hitting the Chiefs are hitting on their late picks. They have the locker room intact. Andy Reid is doing just a phenomenal job balancing this team as a whole. And then when you have those those late round guys who are able to step up like that. And, and I believe you were talking about uh Legarius Sneed, right? Yeah, that was him. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. So, so we got that in. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And what else is there to say? So let's let's move on to uh, some of their their offseason moves. And I think the biggest move uh, before we really even get anything else is is that trade for Orlando Brown. I'm gonna put up that uh, the trade God, breakdown here. What a deal is right. What a deal is right. Because you you get a uh, you get a second round pick. You get a 2022 sixth. And you get Orlando Brown. All you have to do is get up the, give up the thirty first pick and the ninety fourth pick, and and a fourth rounder as well. But I mean, not a whole lot of of give. And I really do believe this is a win win. You look at what the Ravens got. They got a Ben Cleveland, which will help them out, and they got a Jason Away, which will help them out. And I think at the end of the day, the Chiefs would make that trade to ensure themselves in Orlando Brown. Yeah, exactly. And on top of that, the, get the a Chiefs, linebacker. I mean, come the on. The Chiefs didn't have to filter through all the oh, will this lineman adjust to it? They got a guy who they know what he is. Yeah, and he is a true stud of a left tackle too, who had some distance with the Ravens organization and won it out regardless. They, yeah, both teams can win. Yeah, no, it was a huge win. And if, when you just look at what they wanted to do, it was all about overhauling the offensive line. They released they an to. Eric. Yeah, they they released an Eric Fisher, and, and I respect it. By the way, I, I love the fact that they they lost the Super Bowl because their awesome offensive line wasn't able to step up in the biggest moments and granted there were some injuries there and there's a lot of other things that go into it but at the end of the day y'all don't lose that game I don't believe the Chiefs lose that game if the pressure was not as consistent and as tormenting as it was. I think I'm going to sound like a hater though. I don't agree. I agree that they needed to revamp the O-line. I do not like how they revamped the offensive line. That's okay. Yeah. Because Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz were out for the Super Bowl. They had had two brand new tackles who had to step in. I'm pretty sure one of them was like 
it just, I don't think that's fair. I, I, that wasn't the way to do it, but they ended up getting it done. Don't get me wrong. I, I think, I, think I, the I, only I remember re- when this happened, though, I was like, God, what puzzle are y'all fitting together? Now it looks great. Yeah, puzzle it looks does. good, right? So, so you know, they, they let go of Eric Fisher and, and Schwartz, as you said, trade for Orlando Brown, sign a Joe Thune to a huge deal, uh, talked Kyle Long out of retirement, which he's having some injuries issues again. So, and I get what you're saying. The problem is they wouldn't have been able to afford everybody, and I do think they had an upgrade. I, I do get it from like a personal standpoint that Eric Fisher really didn't do anything wrong. He got hurt. He had a serious injury and he gets signed by the Colts and, and is making probably less money than he probably would have if he stayed with the Chiefs. But, yeah. but you know, I don't, to be honest, I don't know his exact contract issue. So I, I don't know if that's 1000% true, but I'm pretty sure it is. But overall, I, I think at the end of the day, regardless of what Fisher was or how unfair it might have been for him, you know, Orlando Brown is an upgrade. Joe no, Thune is, is an upgrade. That's, that's what you I'm know saying. what I mean? I didn't know, but it was just weird to think, okay, well, the Chiefs didn't have their tackles in the Super Bowl. They're yeah. clearly going to want their tackles to come back, right? Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. I guess something about that ones. made them realize, <laughs> eh, we can just go another direction now. Yeah, absolutely. And they did. And not only did they do that, they they draft a, a Creed Humphrey with the mm-hmm. with their pick in the second round as, you know, center out of Oklahoma, who is a stud. Uh, so, yeah, they, they really attacked that offensive line. That was the thing. Uh, and I think the biggest question now is, Will those changes actually make a difference? And honestly, just overall, can the power can that powerhouse offense continue another year? And at this point, I'm not ready to say it's going to stop until it, it, we see it stop. But I mean, we have been. I don't think it's going to stop until 2030 something. Yeah, I, I I do absolutely agree with you. But it, there is also that thing. It's like other than the Patriots, no team has really kept a a a consistent legacy of winning. 12, 13 games every year and being a consistent Super Bowl contender every, you know, like for a extended period of time, usually in the NFL windows close, even when you have a great quarterback, I, I look at the Saints as a team, like, yeah, they had some open windows, but there are also some years where they went 7-9 and nine yeah, with Drew Brees, you know what I mean? Yeah, times who, yeah. sometimes it's just like, okay, well, this this ain't the year. This ain't the year, but yeah. But I feel like the it Avengers might be different. saying we have a Hulk. Yeah, they, they have a Pat Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. and I love it. I, I, they're going to be competitive as long as he is there. I, I believe so. Uh, I, and I agree too. I just wanted to play devil's advocate. Uh, no, I, I really I, do there, agree. There, with well, you. there is a way because it is weird when you think about that. Like Peyton Manning. Yeah. I mean, Peyton Manning only had two Super Bowls. One with Indianapolis for the entirety of his career. Yeah. Uh, all of those guys, Tom Brady took food out of their mouth, of course. But I think that's what Mahomes is going to be for all the other. I, guys. I mentioned a while ago. Mahomes I think, is going to be the Brady that takes this, the I, rings away. I, I mentioned a while ago. I really believe Mahomes is going to be like one of the reasons. Like if Josh Allen never gets a ring, yes. we're going to point to Mahomes, and then it's going to be that's why. You, you, you can know take what I mean? a, let's let's just say Trevor Lawrence does what he's supposed to do. Burrow does all, all of these young guys. Yeah become what they're supposed to become yeah. you still got to go through that yeah exactly There's so many guys who weren't able to do that yeah yeah no it's so interesting it's so it's so much i mean i think that's why i love love the sport so much but you're you're absolutely yeah. right it's a lot of fun and it's going to be fun to see uh looking at their grade as a whole their draft grade just because they didn't have a lot of draft picks I, I did think it was it was such a good move for them to go uh creed humphrey there in the second round uh and especially just the way they they waited and and they really played that played that very very well and were mm-hmm. able to get a top center um I was surprised they didn't go wide receiver. I was. I was surprised. I mean, obviously, they got one in the fifth round out of Clemson. I was surprised they didn't get a, a marquee wide receiver a little bit earlier than that. And I get it. You can't draft every position. But I, I look so at why, that wide why do you receiver think they core. Need one so bad? I, I mean, I, I think they're. it's quietly not a great core when you when you look at it beyond. Yeah. Like, if you look at it beyond just a Tyreek Hill. Obviously, Tyreek Hill is awesome. McCall Hardman has not developed. He hasn't. He hasn't. And He's I, I a think this, player at best. this time last year, yeah, I think we were looking at it and we were like, man, McCall Hardman's going to take that next step. Well, he didn't. 
he he just didn't. And then it's like, okay, Demarcus Robinson, meh. I mean, are we? We're not impressed by that. So I get, right? I, I, yeah, Byron Pink, Pringle, like just going down the list. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, you have Tyree Kill, and you have obviously Travis Kelsey, and that's enough. I'm not trying to take anything away from those guys, but like, it, it's not just this like you know no powerhouse it's, it's okay of, to say a, that of a wide receiver. Some of these wide receivers, that that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, look at a Byron Pringle. I don't know if I'll ever talk to you, meet you, or whatever, but I really don't think you would be much outside of this Kansas City Chiefs offense. I don't want to sound bad for saying that, but the same thing can go for almost the rest of these names other than it's it's okay to say that. You know, yeah, they're still great, but yeah, absolutely, and, and I feel okay. Like, listen, we have we have our our lads up right now, and that I love that site for for looking at uh, yeah. at, at you know rosters and things like that. I'm looking at three. I'm what three, six, nine. 12, 15 wide receivers on the roster right now. The teams that have that many rosters going into, or yeah, have that many receivers. players at one position going into free agency, like, or excuse me, going into minicamp and all that stuff, means they're looking to, to you know, they're looking for somebody to really separate themselves. I like themselves. Antonio Callaway. I do too, but I mean, he this oh, is his third and fourth chance. I mean, because he went to the Dolphins after, you yeah, know, like he's gone to a lot of different places. Yeah. yeah. And he physically awesome, but it might not just be there, uh, you know. It's between the shoulders there. kind of thing. Exactly. I've heard exactly. a rumor about Nikhil Harry. And the Chiefs. Yeah, Nikhil Harry wanting to trade, yeah. Yes, exactly. Be awesome there. But also, but he couldn't separate in, in New England. Is that going to change in, in Kansas City? I don't know. It's easier to be the three option than the one, though. Yeah, that's I think, true. I think he could be the three here if you put him in. That's totally fair. All right, hey, that, that was good. I, I will circle back just real quick to, uh, to you know, our records. Yeah. Uh, we, we both have them going over, obviously. I uh, had 13 and 4. You, you gave him 13 and 3. Exactly. So we're, we both have them going over. I'm not betting to go over 12 and a half. I just can't. That, that's too many wins. I just think it's I, a bad bet. Yeah, I'm just not I'm not going to bet on, on that. But, I you know, if you may put a gun to my head, I'm going to say over. Uh, yeah, and I feel same. good about that. Awesome. Uh, let's move on. Uh, I think we're going to go. Let's see here. Where are we going to go first? Sorry, guys. We're figuring this out go on Denver. the fly. We want to go Denver next. All right. We're going Denver next. And my mouse is messing up. Let's pull it up. Let's pull up the first graphic here. Just so uh, we'll do the exact same way. I want to hear your thoughts here on uh, on their, their stats. Um, what do you think just off the top of your head? Man, last year I was hurt. I, yeah. I was hurt the same way that the entire Denver Broncos organization was was hurt. This this team had so much promise, and honestly, I I feel bad because both of, both of us have the same win loss projection record, and I feel bad because if I could take my same mindset and apply that to this year, it, they would they would crush their over. They would be ready to take that next step. Drew Locke would be the guy with a Cortland Sutton and a Jerry Judy, and we finally get to see Bradley Chubb and Von Miller and all of these great pieces work together. Patrick Sertan uh, in secondary, I think he's going to be a great addition there. It is a good team. I'm worried about the offense, though. I don't believe in Drew Locke as much anymore. I'm not saying that I'm done done on him, but I think that this is not your year, and you are you have two teams in your division who are competing for it to be their division and their year. Yeah, I mean, I listen. Where, I don't know where you get breathing room. You, you look at these stats, and you look at their numbers from last year. Yeah, he, he drew lock through the most interceptions per throw of any quarterback yeah. in the NFL. The 32nd worst is last. 4% of the time. 4% of the time that the, the, the Broncos threw a pass, it was an interception. That's ridiculous. That's, That's not a number you want to see. Completion percentage, 31% of the time. And listen, these numbers can always be skewed. No, the, you look at the NFL, and you look at football specifically, I, I, I just don't think that – I think – 
it's harder with football than any other sport to really break down the numbers yeah. because there's so many other factors. The and fact to be that fair, Drew, Lock, Drew Lock did get hurt too. Yeah, yeah. The fact that Drew Lock was hurt, I was just about to say that he had the shoulder injury that definitely Im- impeded him. He, when he was out on the field, he was trying to win games. And, and you know, I, I look at the Philip Rivers a little bit. Philip Rivers has a lot of interceptions in, in times where it's like, okay. I'm not mad at Philip Rivers for yeah. throwing an interception. He was trying to make a play, and it didn't work out. Criticize the gunslinger. Now, now, granted, there were two games in the middle of last year that were just uh, unforgivable, and there's no, there's no way to describe any. You know, I can't look at those some of their some of his interceptions and give you a reason why it happened. But I certainly can for others. Uh, but completion percentage, a lot of that can have to do with the fact that you're throwing it down the field uh, maybe more, and, and you're not getting those easy passes. But again, I'm I'm, I'm creating excuses for a quarterback mm-hmm. I still love, so I do apologize. Uh, I do think it was interesting, you know, opposing yards per rush. Uh, 29th in the league, so so their defensive line was doing things. I mean, they're they're they did have pieces there. I know they only won five games, but they they certainly they they certainly showed up at times when I don't think anyone expected them to. Uh, their their defenses, I think, is better than people expect. Their defense, and good. a stat that I really do think points to how smart a coach is or how good a, how well coached a team is is penalties per play, and and how often does a team make mental mistakes? Sixth in the NFL. In penalties, so that's that's a really good stat, and that that speaks to like I, I still really like their coaching staff. I, I still really like uh, Vic Fangio and and what he's doing, and I do believe even though he is on the hot seat and he might not be here next year, and I I don't know whether one way or the other if he is. Honestly, I don't know if we're exactly right, and they win seven games. Is that enough to keep his job? I that's the problem is that like you said, when you know. look at that, it, it's all about being under the microscope. It's all about looking at those seven wins and saying, okay, where did it go wrong? Where there's some injuries that led that? Because I know for a fact, Denver was this team last year who made headlines for having a guy who had never played quarterback mm-hmm. in the NFL ever, and then he wasn't able to get a you know complete a pass. I, I can't even remember the guy's name. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, they right? had you the wide receiver yeah, playing quarterback exactly, that one game. Exactly. Yeah, it was they, bad. They were hurting. They were hurting on all fronts. Yeah, everywhere. They had Jerry Judy who wasn't able to get familiar with all the different quarterback play, and also having to be the one instead when of when he wasn't to be, supposed to be. He was supposed to be Cortland Sutton. Exactly. Yeah. And Cortland Sutton, I've I'm still very very high on. I'm still waiting to see him get that big step in production because last year. I had him as easy, easy 1,500 yards. I thought he was going to be like the number three overall wideout statistically. Yeah. Both of us did. It was, yeah, for it sure. was going to be really good. Let's see that happen this year. Let's see the defense do it. But I, Broncos fans or whoever this may reach out that you think that John and I might be a little low, just go look at the schedule, man. It's hard. It's a rough schedule. It's hard to piece it together. Yeah, especially when it's like, okay, we think the Chargers are going to be good. Obviously, Chiefs. Like, well, this team also lines up against the AFC North. Yeah. So you got the Ravens, Steelers, and Browns. Yeah, that's just tough when you think all of them are going to be good. Yeah, no, it really is tough, and I, I know I struggle with this with kind of breaking it down and breaking their grades down. Yeah, yeah, eight and a half is a lot of wins this year. It really is for them. Um, lo- looking at you know the biggest changes they made in the offseason, uh, brought in a Kyle Fuller, brought in a, a Ronald Darby, and obviously uh, drafted Patrick uh, Sertan. Uh, they they really did attack the cornerback room, which I certainly think was a smart move. Yes, um, you know hopefully oh and Vic Fangio I, I think it does really good with the pieces he has. So you improve those pieces things are only going to get better really you look at his his tenure everywhere he's been the defense consistently gets better year over year i expect that to be the case for the broncos this year i do think their their defense is going to be good i have one question and i i hedged my bets in this but like i genuinely could see them going double digits like i hate i hate my projection for this team probably more than any other one that i'll have because i still believe in drew lock and i do expect him to have an like that's, have an upgraded that's what year. i was saying but yes. you never know uh, they did trade for a, a a teddy bridgewater to compete with 
lock. There's a reason for that. <laughs> there is. There's a reason we're hearing all these rumors about Two Aaron Rodgers. Style quarterbacks, though. Yeah, oh yeah. And I, I think I think the best case for a scenario for Locke is that Bridgewater instills a little bit of, hey, you don't have to go for a touchdown every single play. Yeah. You, you can you can check it down. You can play things smart. I, I know you played him as you like everywhere you've played, you felt like you had, had to, to win the, the game yeah. every single play. And you just don't. And to be honest, you're, you're not the you're not Patrick Mahomes. You can't do it every single play. Um so so I think I think that would be probably good for him. A Bridgewater could maybe calm him down and be that like really good veteran leadership that Locke needs. I, I believe that's why they brought him in even more than competing for him, even though that is the that that's what we're hearing is that there there's a competition, open competition. I just don't see any way Locke loses that. I think he's he's very clearly a little more physically gifted player. Yeah. Um it just depends on if he can put it all together. Bridgewater obviously makes better decisions on a consistent basis. So so you, you kind of have to balance that out and see which one wins. I also did think it was really interesting. They they bring in a Javante Williams actually traded up ahead of the Dolphins to grab a Javante Williams and and replace an aging Melvin Ingram or excuse me Melvin Gordon I apologize see I do it all the time I don't know what it is about those two I literally spelled out and I'm on the computer in front of me I'm still saying Ingram Uh, traded up for a uh, to replace a Melvin Gordon and I think I think uh, Javante Williams will be one of the better fantasy options I I think he he's in a prime spot to be a really really good piece Uh, man it's just so interesting this this probably this team has the most wide variety of outcomes and like I said I, I just don't know what to expect really is a high window it's, yeah. it, there's there's a swing in my head where I could see them going seven and ten I could see them repeating last year off of a five win thing yeah. uh, saying that some of these injuries but we don't look at it for that so yeah there's a chance they could get ten too yeah I'm excited to see Von Miller and Bradley Chubb though people forgot Von Miller what how how big of a force he is uh, we've just been handing defensive player of the year to Aaron Donald I'm sure we'll do that again this year but <laughs> Von Miller is very much so a force I know he's older j- just to be clear we're not handing it to him he's certainly earning it no <laughs> no no, no, I, no I just no, want to yeah, make sure but, people understand it's, well it's, it's <laughs> just when you look at it it's like it's his he's the yeah, guy yeah. there's no way around it exactly even though last year there was some debate yeah TJ Watt TJ Watt oh dude yeah um, alright and, and the last thing I want to say about this and we're kind of going in a little different direction I always really like to look at like the first month of a team schedule and and I, and be honest, if I see a bunch of losses in the first month, first six weeks, I, it really affects the coin flip games later mm-hmm. on in the season for me. Just because you, when you look at those losses early, it, it destroys your your uh, mentality. Have a pull the plug mentality. But flip it around, you get some wins under your belt early for a young, unproven football team. It can give you some confidence later in the year. I see a world where they go three and zero to start the season. Giants, Jags, Jets. Yeah. I mean, Giants, Jags, Jets, all three those, of those, those games are, those are all the Now, and we actually agree on how that's going to play out. You gave the, them an L to the Giants and a win to the Jacksonville and, and, uh, and Jets. I think it goes the exact same way. But that Giants game is certainly winnable, in my opinion. Oh, very uh, much so. so. That's just both of us buying into the Joe Judge tee right now. For sure. Absolutely. So I, I just like to look at that with those wins. Hey, maybe maybe they do get a little bit of, of confidence. Maybe they go into Baltimore winning three games and shock the world. Maybe even if they don't do that, they can go into Pittsburgh after that and, and put up some wins. Uh, you know, get Pittsburgh, get the Raiders, get the chart, the uh, Carol, the uh, I can't talk, the Browns. Well, the whole point in saying is that if you're, if you're a seven-win football team, you take some of these coin flips. Yes. There, there's a world. Yeah. There's absolutely a world where it flips around. I don't know. I, again, you know, I'm low. I'm certainly, be, you know, we both are. We're certainly below the I projected win total. I sad that we're low. And I, I would not bet it. I really wouldn't because I don't want, I don't want to see them lose. I, and to be totally fair, for the, the same argument applies. I, I could see Drew Locke struggling. I could see Bridgewater struggling and it being lower than seven wins too. Uh, there's, there's a lot of range of outcomes here. 
There is. Yeah. All right. I, I think that's good for the uh, for the Broncos. Let's go to the last division we're going to be talking about today. Uh, we are going to be talking about the Raiders here. This isn't going to be pretty. <laughs> um, give me give me your first thoughts uh, here while this is loading up this for was, me. This was the one that I struggled with the most. I yeah, mean, like me I was you and I both did. I yeah. was sitting down doing this, and I was like, man, I'm just not having a good time right now <laughs> looking at Vegas because I I like Gruden, I like Mayock separately. But when I'm starting to really just look at this whole thing that they put together, and there's a lot of moves that just don't add up, there's a lot of moves that don't make sense, give it that I'm not in that spot. So, like I said with the Chiefs and them busting up their team, I'm not seeing the puzzle yet. I'm not. The problem is the Chiefs corrected that puzzle in the offseason like most teams are supposed to do. The Raiders have a lot of unfinished business especially at that offensive line position that I think heavily impacted the way that I look at their season as a whole and everything going forward. Yeah, absolutely. It's so, it's so funny how we, we come to the same conclusion or at least a similar one, because I absolutely struggled a lot with the Raiders. I I had them at three wins originally and I went back and and gave them a couple extra wins on some coin flip games that I had just because I really don't believe they're a three win team, but like, yeah, I, I went into this. And that's where I was too. Yeah, you, you, yeah, absolutely. So I could not agree more with you, but I think we agree for different reasons. I'm not on in on uh, Gruden. I'm sorry. What he did in 2021, or sorry, excuse me, 2001, yeah. 20 years ago, that, that holds no water to what he's done in the past three years. And, and to be honest, the past three years has not been special. I haven't seen somebody who's schematically special. I haven't seen a, a team that just wows me in any particular category. And I don't see... Uh, what about uh, when they beat the Chiefs, though? Okay, but they're built to be the Chiefs. That was the game plan. Yeah, that's why they got them in there. Okay, yeah, but you don't you don't get credit for winning one game. You beat the Chiefs and then you you no, shit but, the bed against the, the Dolphins the a couple format, weeks later. But the format I that mean, they were able to do it looked promising. The hype was through the roof for the Raiders there for a minute. Right after they did that, it was like, wow. It. Yeah, hey, listen, they were an 8-8 eight eight, uh, team for a reason. They, they certainly had some good wins, but they had some disappointing losses too. Yeah. At the end of the day, they've been average. They've been consistently average, and you're right. Maybe maybe Gruden is getting the most out of a roster that isn't that good, but let's talk about the roster that isn't that good because it wasn't that long ago. It was not that long ago when they traded. They traded one of the best defensive players in the NFL for three first-round picks to the, to and, the and, uh, and Bears. What, that was the and, start of Gruden's legacy. And, and it was supposed to be, okay, we are getting rid of a stud. We are yeah. getting rid of a guy who could have been the face of our franchise for the next five years, and we are going to replace it with some really smart draft picks. We're going to bring in Mike Mayock, the guy that, you know, a name that everyone knows. No, the average fan usually doesn't know the name of the guy who gets hired at GM, but everyone was so excited about this guy, and they have shit the bed in the drafts. And I'm sorry, but like, listen, we can can say anything we want anecdotally about like, oh, you know, they they drafted too early. Like, a lot of people gave them shit for Alex Leatherwood. I'm not going to give you shit for Alex Leatherwood, because I don't really, I don't study tackles to that level. You can't evaluate a buster not until it becomes that. Exactly. Yeah. So so if he's a starting tackle for the next 10 years, you can't he be hits. mad at them for drafting him t- 10 to 20 picks before he was probably supposed to go. But what I can do is I can look at Cleveland Farrell and say he was not the fourth best player in that draft. Yes. What I can do is I can I can look at the draft picks that they made. Drafting a, a running back in the first round, you shouldn't do that unless you have a complete football team and he is going to be an absolute superstar that wins you a bunch of games. I really like Josh Jacobs. I really do. I think he is a superstar, but he's not winning you a bunch of games. You're not utilizing him in a way that would give him the opportunity well, to win a bunch of games. And that ties into the game plan and the way that they use Josh Jacobs. They are way too willing to plug in a Jalen Richard, especially in the passing downs, yeah. in some of those short third downs. They miss. You don't take three safeties. I'm sorry. Three safeties. You don't take a Gary on Conley right where you took him. You don't take a Damon Arnett last year. Yes, we don't know what Damon Arnett is or will not be yet. 
but I promise you that I think that their names and their uh, what, what is it? I, I'm trying to think of their repertoire, I guess, that goes into what built their past. Yeah, we're the a lot of people are just giving them team. the future and yeah. saying, "Oh, he made that pick." Well, it's him though; he can make that pick. It's okay. Yeah. If that was anyone else, you're getting torched. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're getting bur- like just absolutely roasted, but. I'm sorry I'm not fitting into Mayock's eyes and being like, that's why I did that because of this, this, and this. I can show you where it's missed the past few years. Yeah. Like you said, you get rid of a Khalil Mack. That is supposed to reset your franchise and put you on a better foot. They are on a 10 times worse foot going forward now yeah. because I don't know what they're doing. I evaluate a win-loss based off of last year. They were 8-8. Eight and eight. Okay, offseason. Did they get better? They busted up that offensive line, mm-hmm. and they didn't really replace it in ways that I feel like is going to make them better in any way. Mm-hmm. And three safeties. Three safeties. That does not equal let's, better than Let's pull up their draft here. You look at their first four, first five picks. Safety in the second, which who was the, the consensus number one? Yeah, I know I didn't Mo, agree with that. I, I, didn't, I didn't like Morig personally as much as everyone else. I certainly didn't think he was consensus, but fine. Consensus number one. And then third, fourth round, turn around, grab two more safeties. Oh, you're going to grab an edge in the third round. Let, let's grab a guy who's super unproven out of, out of Buffalo that's just all traits. And then Alex Leatherwood drafted 20 picks before he probably should have been. And again... It's easy to say that now they've never played a fucking snap. But let's go back three years ago when the, with the guys that, that have class. played a snap yes. and that struggle at the draft. Yeah, so it's Max frustrating. Crosby is about the only one that they hit a yeah. home run on. Yeah, absolutely. And that was a great pick. It but was. I, I, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. And you look at what they did. Let's just go back to you know their offseason at a glance here. Blew up the offensive line, traded away a Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson, Trent Brown, all are gone, right? And, and did not get the value they probably should have. When we talk about the Cardinals, we're going to talk about one of the best moves they made was trading pennies for a starting lineman. Yes. And and the Raiders are on the opposite end of that conversation for me. Now, did they replace him? Yeah, they did. Alex Leatherwood, uh, you know, maybe he is a, a stud and he he is, like I said, star for the next 10 years and he's great. Nick Martin, uh, the the he was a cap the casualty former, the for the Texans. Texans. Yes. Yeah, he was a cap casualty for the Texans. John Simpson, a guy who's been all over the NFL. These are not, they, these are at the absolute best a sidestep and you save some money, but I see a lot of worlds where this was a huge step down. And to be honest, I really think it was. I feel um, so bad for crapping on him, man, because the narrative can be changed so quick. If they keep, uh, and I'll let you know how, if they keep this offensive line intact, the Raiders remain a very, very popular, sexy landing spot for any of these quarterbacks that we have heard being flirted around with moving out, trades, anything like that. It was rumored that Brady wanted to go to Vegas because they had a good offensive line. Russell Wilson has mentioned them. Aaron Rodgers has mentioned them. Maybe a Deshaun Watson, anything like that. I feel like they took themselves out of now because you're not going to look at that and be like, that's the old line I want to go play So, for. So here's the other thing that I, that I kind of – because you're absolutely right. But when I look at, like you know, like I said, we kind of came to the same conclusion uh, a different way. You know what I mean? Like I, I was looking at this record, and the reason I couldn't give them – like because I do think they got worse this offseason, and I had to make them worse than 8-8, eight and, eight, and they were always going to be in my head. Yeah. But the reason they're at 5-12 and 12 and not 3-13 and 13, 3 and 14, excuse me. You're saying is a Derek Carr. Is a Derek. Yeah, look yeah. at look at their passing numbers. Other key stats right there. Completion percentage, ninth in the NFL. Yards per pass, which is a big stat for me. That means the amount of the the amount of uh, 
passing yards you're getting or the amount of yards you're getting per pass meaning you are actually stretching the field you're not just getting a bunch of completions you know two yards down the field you're actually throwing the ball down the field and getting completions that way fourth in the NFL yeah. that's a good stat though that combination oh, of yeah, no, very I don't, I don't want it to sound like Derek Carr slander I want yeah, it to sound like running you your could team get a superstar get, be, because of your offensive line appeal yeah. now you do now you're but, out of that but to me I, I do believe Derek Carr wins you some games but also Derek Carr is he's not he's an average quarterback in the NFL he is in that Ryan Tinnell conversation for me where it's like you know the fan base isn't always going to hate him because there's going to be another guy in another division or somewhere else that's just better there's always going to be a better option I say that in quotes for you for those of you listening on the podcast I, I I get it, but Derek Carr is certainly a good quarterback, and I honestly, I look at how uh, Gruden has kind of treated Derek Carr, how the the franchise in general has always really been open to replacing him, and I kind of hate it because he's done nothing wrong. He's, he's played the position at a high level. He's done things. Uh, he's won them games, and he has let the franchise let him down at certain points. You're correct. Yeah, yeah. You're, very, you're very much so right. Uh, I, I feel like Gruden doesn't like him. Yeah, I, I get not, the same feeling. It's not Gruden's guy. But here's the thing. Gruden gets the credit for being a quarterback's coach. Gruden get Gruden had that TV show, which is awesome. I watched it every single every single episode yeah. that, that he ever put out in the quarterback camp, Gruden's quarterback camp. I watched it. It was he awesome. It was a lot of guys. fun. Yeah. But show me the – like, Derek Carr's the best quarterback he's ever coached. Show me the better one. I mean, like, there, there's really – he doesn't have, like, no, this great when, history with when quarterbacks. The, when the Super Bowl was won, I can't even think it of was it all defense. my head, but it was a defensive-led team. And, and it wasn't his team that was built. It was it was Tony, Dungy. uh, Tony Dungy's team that was built. He came in and, and, you know, like, he ran the last mile of the race and got credit for the for, for it. I, you know I, what I mean? Gruden's better than that, though. I, 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 like, maybe, I like I'm being, maybe I'm like shitting him too much. That, maybe you, I am. No, you are right. And I just don't like the way that they're, they're piecing this whole thing together right now. I yeah. feel like – um. Oh, it, it's it's just weird. Uh, like I'm gonna equate them to the Titans just for a split second, but only on this one similarity is that they Titans secondary was formidable and it was good going forward. They ripped it all off. Like they had all these other needs that they needed, and they also added another one. Mm-hmm. The Raiders. That you know, if analogy wise, like their boat sinking, and they just busted up another hole just to say that they could. That's what they did with this offensive yeah. line. It genuinely does not make sense to me as to why you let go of a Rodney Hudson. I, it was financial. I, I do, no, I do I know, get that I to an extent. I know it was financial. I get it, but the moves me, that they did weren't good enough. Yeah. To me, if you're going to do that, you better have a fucking fan to plan to fix it. So, yeah, I, I, I and, get it. And Alex Leatherwood and Nick Martin are not it. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and tote Gabe Jackson as being anything formidable either, but he was a starter. It wasn't great, but Rodney Hudson and Trent Brown, we knew what they were. Yeah, Trent Brown superstars. was the former highest paid tackle in the league. Yeah. And, and Rodney Hudson, one of the best centers in the league, I, w- I would honestly say. Yeah. Really, or, excuse me, guards. But yeah. Cardinals uh, killed it off Yeah. Of that. Cardinals got a great player there. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. Um, I, I do think it's interesting when you when you look at these stats. Uh, their defense has struggled the whole time. Their offense has been good. They're, they're, they do have a good passing offense. And, and I, you're absolutely right. A part of that is the scheme that, Gr- that Gruden brings. So I shouldn't absolutely shit on it. Uh, but I, I just I, I hate the narrative that he is like this, you know, that he's one of these like top it, it five made, coaches in the NFL headlines, and yeah. things like that. I don't think he's that level. I You know, is he a formidable coach? Does he deserve to, to lose his job? You know, that's a nuanced conversation that I might come on. I might come out on either side of. I'm not exactly sure. But I, I certainly think the team building has been. Literally, if you you want like to point to exactly what not to fucking do, I feel like they they've kind of written that yeah. <laughs> written exactly what you don't do in drafts as far as like how you're gonna value positions, how you're gonna like make your decisions. I get it. If these guys are your guys, that's cool. He's starting to remind me of a Jim Harbaugh. 
lot of a lot of people are looking because he's their big personality. Jim, okay, not John Harbaugh. John, John, John has all of that. Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Because yeah. you know he has all the past, all the wins, all the all good, the, yeah. all that, and a big personality as well. So it makes people that's think a, that that's such it, a good it's, analogy. It's just both, uh, but yeah, but we're we're not really seeing the the rewards yet, are we? The, no. What have they reaped so far? Both, uh, it's kind of the same thing, kind of yep. living off the past a little bit yep. right now. Hey, I get it. Hey, I, I really like that. I, that was a really good analogy. I think a good way to end it. I'm sorry, Raiders fans. I, I know we kind of shit on you. I know I did. I, I, I certainly. I, I don't want to do that. I should. I shit on the organization. I love Derek Carr. I love some of the pieces around him. We didn't even mention, you know, a lot of things that you could talk about here with, you know, just their their skill positions and and how maybe they could, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with uh, with rugs. But beyond that, you know, you know give, me, give me that chance. Then give me that chance. Okay. I can paint you. The the better eight and eight. Okay, I can paint you that. Yeah. Let's let's say like you said, these offensive line moves. Trent Brown really didn't plug and play where they thought he would. It was more of a patriot scheme, and that's why I'm glad that he was able to go back there. Rodney Hudson was aging. Financially, it was the right move, and Gabe Jackson was truly nothing more than just an a, an average starting offensive lineman. Yes, he ended up doing good there, but he was a journeyman before he landed at the Raiders. Yeah. I like what the skill positions are doing. He ended up making, oh, who's the guy who is famous for dropping crap for fit? Nelson Aguilar. Mm-hmm. Nelson Aguilar had a career year last year at the Raiders. Showed up. I don't think he, I don't know if that's what he can continue to do. Yeah. Brian Edwards, we'll I really like seeing him. Yes, Henry Ruggs was banged up, and I think that might be where they got it most wrong. But you have one of the most unsung heroes out there in a Darren Waller. Yeah. You really do. Darren Waller can stretch the field. Derek Carr, it's his security blanket. Josh Jacobs is a phenomenal running back. Yeah. I complain with how they use him and what they do. The big thing is you just got to see this defense get ready. I think the defensive line is going to be better. Max Crosby, and then there's one other guy that I'm missing straight off the top of my head. Uh, not Cleland Farrell. Uh, Yann- Yannick Ngakwe. Yannick Ngakwe. They, they that, added, they, him they added Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah. That's exactly it. I want to see them get better. I want to see them make the right moves going forward. And, yes, there's very much so they can grind out some wins. And I do think some of these close wins come down to John Gruden being a good coach. Yeah. The Chiefs being able to build a, four, a, a plan to be able to get past them. You just got to do it. And you got to show up and show out on the teams that you should win. Hey Amen. I I really love that, and I'm I'm glad because I'm gonna I'm not That's gonna echo anything you said. I'm not I'm not gonna echo anything you said, but I do really agree with pretty much every point you made. And even when you look at like you look at their offensive line now, Hunter Renfro's good too. Hunter, you know, Richie Incognito is still a good player. Colton Miller is a is a guy who did hit in 2018 as mm-hmm. a first round pick. Uh, if Alex Leatherwood hits, okay, yeah, you you have questions here at center yeah, with Nick you're, Martin. You're shooting your guard. Den- Denzel Good is is gonna be a guy who yeah I don't know. What to expect their right guard, but maybe not as bad as we're maybe making it out to be. I think my biggest issue is they're an eight and eight football team, and I don't feel like they got better. But that's why there's certainly it. some pieces, and I do believe like I have them at five and twelve. That that feels low. It does. I just you know kind of the same. Thing. I didn't want it to be that. Yeah, yeah kind of the same thing we talked about with the with the Broncos. You really go through every game, and it's like. Yeah, I'm not going to give you every single coin flip, and when when I give you the losses that I think should be losses, in my personal opinion, that's how it kind of came out came down to. And then honestly, I brought it up by giving them a couple extra coin flips. They're, yeah. It's a tough schedule. The the AFC West has a tough tough road ahead. I mean, you got to play some good teams. They do. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I, I loved that. I think that was a really good way to uh, to finish it out. That was the AFC West. All right. Next week we are going to go to the NFC West. Or are we going to do that? Yeah. We're going to go back and forth like we'll that? that. All right. NFC West next week. Uh, same kind of thing. Hope you guys enjoyed this uh if you did hey like subscribe all that good stuff we really appreciate it helps us out we're so close to a thousand subs we want to get there soon uh thanks so much for watching guys peace seven